Welcome to the Triple P Podcast, Preds, Pucks, Pinoys, hosted by Justin Bradford and Matt Best. Hello and welcome to Triple P, Preds, Pucks, Pinoys, Justin Bradford and Matthew Best. Why do you full name me now? Matt Best. Only people that full name me are people who don't know know how to read the bottom of email signatures when it clearly says Matt, and then my parents when they're pissed. Okay, Matty Best joining us. But I'll accept it. Oh, wow, I was expecting a little more anger from that. Uh, so, first of all, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. You're going to be listening to this on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or Boxing Day, most likely. Yeah, when you so, want to get away from family and friends. Yeah, exactly. So I appreciate you joining us for a, probably a quick episode here. Uh, but first of all, if you listen to our last one, and this is not a spoiler for Spider-Man, but I just I just want to say I confirmed after a second viewing that, yes, there are more Filipino cultural items in Ned's Lola's apartment, including the wooden spoon and fork hanging from the wall and multiple lamps made out of capisa shells. The the wooden fork and spoon is like the biggest, biggest oh, yeah. cultural thing oh, there. Yeah. How many times have you seen it now? Three? N- no, just twice. I was going to go see it again uh, tonight, but I have so much stuff to do to prepare for Christmas Eve to clean the house and get food ready and everything. Alex is up in Indianapolis for the night. She That's where she went to go find her wedding dress. Oh, wow. Um, so her and her sister went up and met her mom in Indy for at a vintage shop. So she found her dress. I've not nice. seen Nice. Uh, but yeah, so I'm kind of holding the fort down here and getting the, the place ready to go to have uh, my parents over and then her sister and her sister's boyfriend over for Christmas Eve dinner and celebrate as a family and everything. So it'll be nice. But yeah, so I, I will definitely go see it again. I want to see it in IMAX. That's the big thing for me. I want to see it in IMAX. I think you're going to see it five times before I see it twice. May, I don't There's know, actually man. a good chance that you see it like multiple times over five before I see it twice. I don't know if I'm going to make it back out to go see it again. Well, my problem is, is the time is having time to do it because the theaters aren't doing as many late showings like they used to before. Like when I went to see Endgame multiple times, there are movies that were starting on the weekdays at nine or nine thirty. They don't do that now post uh, like pandemic times. No. Like the latest showing on a weekday is typically starting at eight o'clock or so. So if at least down here, uh, and I know it's different depending on area, but that was the thing. That's why I was able to go because Alex would basically be going to bed. And I'm like, okay, I got to go to the movies and I wouldn't have to get to work until 930 the next morning. So now I have to get up for work at 730-ish. Do you like it? Well, I like having a new job. Well, do you like getting up was the question. No, no, I'm a night owl. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm most productive at night, so that is the, that is definitely a, an adjustment to make. How so. grumpy are you in the mornings when you wake up? Oh, I'm not grumpy. I'm not a grumpy person. Do you? Okay, well, I don't think I'm a grumpy person either in the morning, but I combat that by just not talking to anyone for about <laughs> an hour. And everyone's like, why are you so pissed off in the morning? It's like, I'm not pissed off. I didn't talk to you. That's it. I, I have no I have no option of doing that because we it's an open office format for oh, us. God. So it's a startup. Yeah. So there's people there's people all around. But working from home the past two days and then I don't go back to the I'm off now until next Thursday. That's pretty good. This beer sucks. Yeah. Oh god. Big that Wave Golden Ale by Kona Brewing Company. It it's looked be cool in Hawaiian, sponsor. so... Oh, I'm just kidding. This beer's great. No, no, I've had it before. It's nothing to write home about. Yeah, it's, I was. I saw it, and I was like, I've never seen this before. 
So, Matt, before we get into our Christmas stuff, because that's pretty much what the episode's about, to, to have something hockey, because we've already covered something Pinoy, uh, let's cover something hockey-related. One question, so on our Penalty Box Radio Live, uh, Peyton Turnage commented and made the topic note that actually made a lot of sense, which is what pisses him off the most for Festivus is that all these articles and videos and everything have been written about Olympic rosters and the players that should make it, who should be the, the, the last one in or the first one out on the rosters. And now, since the NHLers are not going to be going, none of that. Like, all those articles garbage, nothing. Garbage. Garbage. For a year and a half, people have been arguing about it. And that makes sense because people have spent so much time analyzing, especially for, like, Canada, because a star is going to be left off. It's just natural with Canada. Mm-hmm. A really, really good hockey player. Will not make would not make that roster same thing with the u.s and i mean even sweden when you get to russia now because hockey's grown so much in, in all the countries so it is curious to see that right there but what i wanted the question i want to post to you matt is what do you think these teams are going to scramble to do how are they going to fulfill these rosters is it going to be ahl college i mean no matter what it's going to screw with somebody's season because no one else had a break built in like the you, nhl did you know the spangler cup that Canada backed it's, out of? It's going to be the Spangler Cup roster is what I think. I think okay. the thing that I'm most pissed off about is that we're not going to get a chance to see Nathan McKinnon, Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid all on one line. been waiting so long for Connor McDavid. That's all I want. And, I, and it hurts for Stamkos. I don't know if you saw his comments. I, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that hurts. Like him not being able to represent his country because he had the injury the one year and then just mm-hmm. no Olympics, no Olympics. That sucks. But I... <laughs> You're gonna get a lot of AHLers in in the uh, in the Olympics. You're gonna get a lot of just weird leagues from across. Wouldn't surprise me honestly if a couple people from the ECHL made it too. Like you're gonna get a mixed bag of everything. But if you've ever watched the Spangler Cup, you'll see a few names that you know from players that you didn't know were still playing in different leagues right. across the world, and right. you'll be like, oh, he's still playing. That's fun, and that's what it'll be. I mean, I'll probably watch the medal rounds i won't care honestly for anything else because the nhl players aren't there so like i I watch it for the talent i watch it for like ovechkin and kucherov and all these guys going up against like the best canadians or the best americans like austin matthews and patrick kane on on the same line would have been nutso and now we don't get to see that instead i'm going to get to see like joe schmo from the ahl like josh hosang might make a team because he's got talent he's got star power but well, it's going to be curious, too. Now, there are a few Canadians that play in NCAA, but obviously it's mostly Americans. There's also probably a few international players, but probably the better international players are playing in their their own country's pro leagues or their, their up-and-coming pro leagues uh, over in, in Europe and everything, too. So it's going to be curious because you think if you're a college program, say say University of Michigan that has so many draft picks playing on the roster that could definitely be a good talent to play for the Olympics – but you're a team that is obviously pushing towards a frozen four berth and a national championship in college hockey. It's going to be a lot of weighing of the options. And obviously I, coaches are going to be involved. The university is going to be involved in multiple of the universities. And like, what are these players going to do? Because obviously if they get an opportunity to play in the Olympics, I'm sure plenty of these players would want to. I would like if, if it was frozen four versus Olympics, that's the easiest decision for me. It's Olympics every single time because who knows, like you said, if you're a Canadian especially, if you think you're good, you're probably not good enough to make the Canadian Olympic roster. Like, you have to be a dynamo superstar in order right. to make that roster. But if you think you're going to be okay in the NHL, just go if you somehow get the chance. The Frozen <laughs> Four, yeah, it's, it'll suck to miss it, but 
to put on your country's jersey, even though it's like a kiboshed Olympics, then it's it's still something to represent. Just be prepared to be in China for, you know, a few extra weeks. Yeah, and sit in your hotel and do nothing. And do nothing. So uh, bring your PS5 and your Xbox. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. So I know this is a topic that you wanted to discuss and is ranking Christmas foods. Now, I want to clarify some things because it's going to depend on what we're doing when it comes to Christmas foods. Because, for instance, we're going to have some Filipino influence. Yes. Obviously, in my house. I mean, my mom's making the family recipe of Filipino ham and pandasal and mm. cheese because we have to have that for breakfast on Christmas morning. I mean, mm-hmm. she's bringing it to us because I won't see them on Christmas morning. But pandasal, uh, ham, and cheese. <laughs> gotta, you you got to say it like cheese. That's, yeah, no, no, no. It's not cheese. It's just It's cheese. Cheese. <laughs> Uh, so and then obviously there's sometimes going to be pancit involved, mm-hmm. uh, a lechon involved for some folks. I'm sure they might save it for New Year, so we'll see. But I want or lechon as well as another nice dessert. And then there's the Jello. <laughs> there's like the, the Christmas Jello, which is a, another Filipino thing where it's just tri-colored Jellos. Oh, that stuff slaps. Yes, that stuff's yes, so people good. People be like, "What?" But no, no, you, it's good. If you it's know, really you good. know. Yeah. Yeah, so I just wanted to get from you, and we're we're gonna do like top five how we establish the Let's, rules. Let's okay. So establishing the rules, a holiday food can't be something that you occasionally have for dinner from time to time. Like it okay. has to be something that's brought out for a special occasion. So, so like, it is no. Yeah, that's a no. Like that's okay. a staple, but we have it so often that I wouldn't count it. Whereas 100%. like turkey comes out for like Christmas, Thanksgiving, like yeah. events like that. I don't have a turkey in the oven every week kind of thing. Um, mashed potatoes, you might think you have the best mashed potatoes ever. You probably have mashed potatoes once or twice a month. So that also doesn't count. It has to be like a holiday food. So things like stuffing, turkey, cranberry sauce, things like that are all on the table. Let's do top three. Okay. And I'm curious because it's obviously there's three different cultures playing in here. American, Canadian, and Filipino. So, wow. Yeah. When you think about it, because there's some unique traditions, I think in the U.S. and I'm sure multiple parts of Canada as well, there's a lot of overlap into into what is a Thanksgiving food and what is a Christmas food. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I mean, a lot my family as well does ham and turkey for Thanksgiving. Usually for Christmas, it would be ham more than it would be a turkey, or it would be like, like if it's a small family, except a small. Uh, close family it'd be like nice steak on christmas eve mm-hmm. uh kind of thing like really like there was beef tenderloin yeah yeah I'll, I'll make an exception like so. we have steak frequently like well that makes us sound like bougie bougie but i mean like steak is, occurs but if it's like a special like a 80 dollar cut steak, i'm not saying then... i want to do that i'm just saying like i'm not sure what your traditions are as well too because your thanksgiving is so is so much earlier than American Thanksgiving as well so your holiday season kicks off a little bit earlier because it's early october typically yeah it's it's nice, kind of, because then you have Halloween after where you can just pick out on, like, garbage right. food, and that'll tide you over. <laughs> but for holiday foods, let's start with number three, and then go two, then go number one. I I know my two and one. I don't have my three. Do you have a three ready? I, I, I have my foods. I'm just trying to rank them right now. I, I have one and two, and one and two is easy. Yeah, three I, I is think, tough. I think I have my one. I think I have my two as well. So, okay. Okay. I'm ready to go. Okay. Hit me with three. 
while I think of three. Three is going to be my dad's baked macaroni and cheese. Not just like simple macaroni and cheese. This is like a five cheese, ooey, gooey, saucy, baked macaroni and cheese. That sounds pretty good. So it's not like what you're just going to have, like a mashed potato where you might have it every so often. This is like it takes a good bit to make this. What's in, like, is it different kinds of cheeses? Oh, yeah. You have like your different cheddars, gruyere, gouda, all melted together and everything. Yeah. I can mess with it that. Slaps. Oh, yeah. All right. My number three is turkey. It's very generic, but I love just a nice Special. turkey that's yeah. moist. It can't be like dry turkey. Moist. Nobody likes dry turkey. Like, you should be adding gravy to your turkey as like a little compliment, not to just taste gravy as a whole. Because you want the juicy turkey bird. Um, mm-hmm. There is nothing more I like, like any holiday it's always is there going to be a turkey is there going to be a turkey and it's like a big deal around my house where we get the turkey like a week early and we're like okay the turkey's ready and this year my dad went and got a like free-range turkey for some reason and i was like it's just gonna taste the same have you like when things are like free-range or grain-fed and shit like that have you ever tasted a difference not necessarily when it comes to like a thing like turkey. Yeah, I do taste a difference in eggs. Really? Eggs, you can, I, I can, uh, you, you typically can tell a difference just based on the color of the yolk, and it's more about what's gonna if it's gonna be actually be better for you if it's gonna be a creamier yolk, more than anything else, um, hmm. and stuff like that. And then you can tell a lot of times quality of certain meats, especially like beef, on how quickly it cooks. Sometimes that the okay, flavor yeah. behind it, you know, if, if, if it's beefy flavored. So I mean, it, it depends, and I know that's all a preference and everything too. Um, but also, there, there's certain reasons for certain brands to be better. Or if you're buying local products, and it's not being stored yeah. as long either. This was a That's local buy, a so it was nice. Like, yeah. supporting local around the holidays is nice. Oh, absolutely. And right. shoot, a turkey, I think it's t- said on our Thanksgiving episode or so, spatchcocking a turkey is oh. phenomenal. I just, I want turkey, like one day, I want to cook a turkey a bunch of different ways and just have people over and be like, enjoy turkey all these different ways. And then each person gets a yep. turkey leg when they walk in, too. I have a turkey party, a turkey jerk. Never mind, a turkey party. That would have been dangerous. Also, you're the only one that can hear me coughing, so that's your privilege this Christmas. Oh, thanks (laughs) so much. God bless us, everyone. Yes. Um, Number two for you. Number two for me is going to be Lechafon. I knew you were going to put that in somewhere. I just didn't know if it was going to be one or two. I had to. It's a special occasion dessert for our family. So, I mean, I maybe get to have it two three times a year at most that's super special occasion then that is that's super what do you special. get a birthday maybe birthday um thanksgiving christmas that's maybe about it or it might be like christmas easter birthday or it might be like we had it at our engagement party our small engagement mm. party we had two lecha flots because there was a lot of people there yeah. and <laughs> a, one and a half lecha flots went didn't you take home there. the other half you said and i ate the whole thing absolutely i'm proud of you <laughs> yep Yep, but it is delicious. Oh my god, it's so good the way my mom makes it. Super creamy and custardy. Oh god, I love it. What's yours? <laughs> I want to gift that of you saying super creamy uh, and custardy. Uh, number uh, two for me is stuffing. Creamy. I oh, love okay. not creamy stuffing. I love stuffing. Just I the stuffing has to be made inside of the turkey too. Okay, I was about to ask is it stuffing or dressing? No, no, no. Like you got to you got to stuff it like in the turkey. Good thing that you can't see more of this on the two shot that I have. Interesting because a lot of people recommend against doing that nowadays oh, for tastes, safety reasons. Well, what's the safety hazard? 
It's poultry? It's fine if you cook it. I'm yet to die. I know. It's I'm just fine. saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I like... There's well, what's some... in it? What Because there's so many different kinds. So oh, my God. Tell I, me what's in your stuffing. I, I should just go get my mom and be like, what's in your stuffing? That's an awful sentence. I wish I could take that back. Um, There's a bunch of, like, herbs and spices. I'm not going to, like, pretend to bullshit which ones are in there because I honestly don't know. But I do know that the bread that she buys is, like, baker's bread kind of thing and not just, like, your wonder bread. So it does taste better that way. And it is literally, like, some people have loose stuffing. In their mm-hmm. turkeys, it's like this is jam packed, so it comes out kind of like not in clumpy clumps, but it's like it's more compact, so you get more taste and more flavor. What are you I'm giggling at? I'm surprised you haven't gone to the hospital then. Why? Because <laughs> like you're listing everything you're not supposed to be doing in your bird. Oh, you're it's supposed so to good. loosely pack it. No, no, so no. It cooks. No, <laughs> stuff it in there, and then it cooks every time. It's there hasn't been a time where I've eaten and been like, that might be poison. Like, no, it's it's been good every I'm time. I'm sure it tastes great. I just worry about you. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You got healthier. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Don't even get me started on trying to get a COVID test around the shithole. My God. Oh, that's right. I saw about lines being like two hours long. Well, I had a friend who I work with. She stood in line for 10 hours for her booster vax. Oh, my God. I tried. I had to drive an hour to go get my uh, COVID test done. And then an hour back, and then they're like, should be done in 48 hours. It wasn't. took a little longer. Um, I'm negative, by the way. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we're not dying. Um, but let me tell you, that's a spooky time between tests. Yeah, no, our healthcare sucks. Yeah. It's free, well, but it sucks. There, there's that. Yeah, there's my little <laughs> COVID rant. Oh, God. We, you can't avoid it now. No, it's just, it's it. all the, like, I can't, there's no rapid test to be found. I'm still going. We're done. Well... For for me, because our honeymoon's coming up and it's on a cruise, which people might roll their eyes, but it's like I feel fine in there. And I know Royal Caribbean had that one thing break. But for us, for celebrity, they currently have a thing where you have to be vaccinated and show a negative test and show negative tests, and that expires January thirty first. Ours starts February sixth, so I'm not sure if they're going to continue that on or not. But it has to be within a day. The negative has to be within one day. And the thing for me is like, if you, if obviously if you have it, I would probably be asymptomatic because I'm boosted. But if you pet, have a positive test, you cannot board the ship, obviously. Yeah, yeah. For obvious reasons. But so I'm like, though, at least 10 days before, I've already told my boss, like, I'm working from home. Nice. I'm not going to work any Predators game. She's like, yeah, totally understand. That's fine. You've spent thousands of dollars on this vacation. I understand like it is a thing like I cannot be around people and Alex is even trying to work out the same thing to where we just basically quarantine before we travel. It's pretty smart before you, I mean, well, you'd screw yourself out of a honeymoon that you've already taken the time off of. What are you going to do? Just sit there at home and be like, nice honeymoon. But nowadays folks is what it is worth it to get travel insurance, especially nowadays. You never know what's going to happen. Spend that extra hundred dollars. Yeah. And get that travel insurance because it covers so much. Just talk to your travel agents. I think uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> I think now more than ever I'm actually going to take your advice and not use Expedia to book my trip to Nashville. Yeah, because like if, so many if, that could happen. Right. Now I'm just like I'd rather deal with the airline or the hotel directly instead of going through all that rigmarole. Especially being international and what's going on. Yeah, you don't want to get screwed. Yeah. No, 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 no. So back to the holidays. Screw COVID. All right. <sighs> so stressed. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Will it? It's going to be... I'm just saying that. I'm trying to make you feel better. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, so my number one. My number one is dressing. Oh, I did not expect that to be number one. What did you expect to be number one? I have no idea, but it wasn't dressing. Oh. Well, dressing and the reason why it's so damn good. And I know people might roll their eyes, but it is a Paula Deen recipe. But my dad's been making it for years now. I thought so- you said Aladdin, And no, I was no. like, what? Paula Deen, all mm. the butter. But it is definitely a dressing. It's cooked outside the turkey. Um, so it is a, it's a dressing. And it's cooked with sausage and, oh, God, and sage. And it is so mm. delicious. And it's the, the way it's made, you don't need any. Like, it can be eaten on its own because it does have your protein in it and everything else as well. Mm. But it is so damn good. And what's the best? The best. The best. Is when the next day you have a slice of this dressing and you put it in your frying pan and you fry it with butter. That sounds get it, delicious and dangerous. You get it nice and crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside still and then you top it with an over easy egg. Can you take a picture of this this year and send it to me? Yeah. Okay, I really want to see what that looks like because it sounds really damn good. Dude, it's so good. It's so, so good. All those flavors and then what you top it with an egg. I mean, come on. Like that, that That's why I good. love the dressing because it lasts more than one day. It makes it special mm-hmm. for a couple of days to the point where you, we actually freeze it sometimes. Like really? you have leftovers and freeze it. So if like a month later we want it, like, well, just thaw it out and we'll have dressing for breakfast. That's some, I've never, okay, well, I've had dressing for breakfast, but not, I didn't make it a breakfast meal kind of thing. Like okay, I didn't yeah, add an egg. Yeah. I was just like, oh, it's 10 o'clock the day after Christmas. It's Boxing <laughs> Day and there's dressing and turkey here. Here's well, try it. Try it with stuffing because, I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. Basically, except for just the slightly differences in how it's cooked and what's in it. Try putting some of it in a frying pan with some butter and get a little bit crispy and warm and top it with an egg. I swear, dude, you'll be changed. I want like that sounds so good. I've never even it's good got, and it's filling. Do you do you fry it when it's cold still, or do you like preheat it at all? Or yeah, I mean, well, it's cold out of the fridge and everything. Just, just... put a slab of it because we slice it to make it oh. easier for frying. And then once you once you have a little bit warm, then you mix it up a little bit to make it a little chunky. So you get little bits of like basically like home fries, but it's dressing. Okay, mine might be like that. So you have multiple crispy bits with the fluffiness inside the crispy. That sounds. Oh, they're like. um, Oh, what the hell are they called? They're like uh, hush puppies. Okay, not like that. It's not deep fried. Okay, well, (laughs) I was thinking deep fried because that sounds great. No, but like in a frying pan, like an egg pan. And with some butter. I could mess with that. And it's so good, yeah. So it's ver- it's a versatile dish. That sounds... Yeah, no, I could definitely do that. All right, or... number one for you. So this is kind of a cop-out. It's called Jig's Dinner. And Jig's okay. Dinner is a Newfie meal. That okay, You okay. only get, like... Well, if you live in Newfoundland, you get Jig's Dinner all the time. Like, you get it yeah. on Sundays all the time kind of thing. Um, because we don't have all the ingredients handy to us here, you don't get it as much. You go to the grocery store and you buy a bucket of cured beef... Like a literal plastic tub of it that's sitting in like salt water. And then you boil that up in like a big ass pot with a lot of salt water. You boil it up, boil Uh it up, boil it up. And salt beef is pretty much just corned beef. Okay. Okay. And then that like you get it to the point where it falls off the bone. It's delicious. And you can like you don't need a knife. You just use your fork and it shreds right off. You also get like peas pudding with that. So that's just mushy peas, which is delicious. Okay. Um, you get carrots, you get potatoes, like you get all of this in one thing. And this is where like you're encouraged to mix your foods together. And I, for one, like I don't like mixing my foods. I'm not uh-huh. a big fan of it. I just think it's 
keep everything <laughs> kind of separated. But the whole secret is like you use some of the water. This sounds disgusting, like the salt water from the beef and like the other things when you're cooking it. And it's just, it's so good. Now, if I lived in Newfoundland, this would be a total bullshit answer because did I just knock my water over? That's n uncapped. No, I didn't. Because you get it all the Remember time. Remember when you spilt your beer? That was awful. That was a terrible memory. I was trying to have a nice beer. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, it's, if you like salty foods, uh -huh. Jig's Dinner is the way to go. J-I-G-G-S I mean, Dinner for those who want to just Google it. It's interesting because you, when you're describing it, I can hear the, like, Scottish influence as well as the living on the ocean influence. Yeah. It's like... like it's meshed together, like, yes. told, and then a little bit of like a hint of English breakfast. Yeah, in like there there's too. there's turnip. You get cabbage with it too. It's yeah. all so good, and it's like it's not just regular boiled cabbage. Like it's kind of saltier, but it's not overbearingly salty. It's like that meaty salty that just tastes. Oh, mm. I, I get I very guess, excited because it's like more meat at the at the Christmas table because you usually get a ham too. Like ham, turkey, and salt beef is just next God, level. So much meat. So much sleep. <laughs> okay, so then what do you know is on the menu for... First of all, then, what's a bigger meal for you with your family? Is it Christmas Eve, Christmas morning, Christmas night? What's usually the bigger celebration for you? Christmas night is, like, the one we all look forward to. Christmas Eve, there's no really big tradition other than, like, opening a gift each kind of thing. Like, everyone mm -hmm. kind of picks out a gift to give to someone. Um we don't really have a meal of choice. I usually work Christmas and Christmas Eve and Boxing Day. This oh. is the first year since... There's only been two years since 2016 where I haven't worked Christmas Day. This is one of them. And, wow. yeah, I'm working tomorrow 2 to 10, but, like, I'm going to barely be around my computer. If any of my bosses are listening, you're getting, like, a solid two hours out of me of work time <laughs> like i mean the good thing is the nhl no nhl no nba no nfl tomorrow and one of the bowl right. games already got canceled so what am i gonna do nothing i'm gonna wrap sports more news breaks right yeah i just will sit here and do <laughs> yep. nothing i'll just play video games You're on call. but yeah well, no i like boxing day we don't really do anything christmas eve not like nothing really christmas day though is like it's dinner it's like we cut we don't really fast we'll have like a nice breakfast and then it's just like okay wait for dinner and see christmas eve for us is the big one and the reason why i think that started was christmas day would be full of like different sorts of traveling or we'd go to it hasn't happened in a few years for obvious reasons but we'd go to asian palooza um <laughs> what well, should be you'd go to what asian palooza is what uh, i dubbed it i'm gonna need more than that <laughs> where there'd be a bunch of like family friends would get together at someone's house. Oh, a typical Filipino party is what you're talking about. Okay, but it's all okay. but it's all different backgrounds of Asian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is which is awesome because you have different influences. So that's why I call it Asian Palooza. That's hilarious. Uh, and there'd be some white people mixed in uh, as well. But it'd be so, all different. People from like Singapore, people from Malaysia, the Philippines. Uh, it would be it's very cool. That's to, hilarious. To that. We'd get together, and so it's with some of the the like well, I say kids, but they're people that are my age that I grew up with. Like since I was like twelve, that were basically like my sisters. Oh you know, yeah. Like the one time to see them and everything, but now they they have their own families and everything too. So it's kind of neat to see that there's other kids that have been brought mm -hmm. into the group. So that would be the thing. So that's why Christmas night was never a thing with my family because we'd always have something else going on. So Christmas Eve was always the thing. We had a big dinner, a special dinner, and open up one gift. Yeah. On Eve. I feel like. Do you think the one gift thing is common? 
Or do you think I that's think like a Filipino thing? I like I have no idea. That's why like I've that, never I mean, asked people. I, that's actually a really good question because I think other families do that, but I don't know if it's more common. I have no in, idea. Or, or, or not. I just did a quick Google search. Is <laughs> opening a single gift on Christmas Eve a tradition in your family is on Reddit. Oh, uh, what a great news source. I know, but well, it's 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 a it's group think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. thinks, but so it is. It, let us know what what's your tradition, folks, for Christmas Eve. Do you open one gift? Do you have to wait till Christmas morning, or what do you do? I know some people have done like their stockings or sometimes too. Um, I love opening my things. stocking though. Oh, I love stockings. Like I, I, I I love stuffing Alex's stocking. That sounds so wrong. You, well, you're getting married. Yes, but I love putting the little presents because she always goes to bed before me. And so I always sneak down and typically it's a lot of mini bottles of alcohol. Um, Smart man. <laughs> and socks and stuff like that. And like beef jerky. It's all the little things that I know she likes mm-hmm. and everything. So I, I put that in her stocking, which is always nice. I feel like a stocking is the time to be like, here are the little details you've told me over the year. Right. And this is me remembering the shit you like. Yeah. Whereas yeah. a Christmas present is like, here is a big gesture. Enjoy this. If you don't like yeah. it, there's probably a gift receipt, whatever. Right. And the stocking's like, I don't want to wrap this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. The stocking's like, this is awkward. Fuck that. This is awkward. Don't not, want that. I'm not wrapping six bottle, mini bottles of champagne. No, 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 no. <laughs> I like yeah, folks. Tell, tell us, tell us your traditions on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning. Like what? I know it changes too. When you, once you have children, everything changes. So I'm sure like, because both of us, we don't have children and you being <laughs> with your parents right now and me newly engaged and everything, but also my family lives here. Her sister lives here, but it's all different. Everybody's different. So I'm always curious to hear traditions. Cause it's always fun to learn what people do, especially yeah. the unique things. What traditions did you carry over from like when you were growing up with your parents to when you moved on your own? I mean, the, the big thing for me was the, well, the, the one gift on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. So even with like friends or stuff like that we still have parents to do it when they're hosting they're not hosting this year because they're having remodeling work done uh, <laughs> like no our, our house is no condition uh so it's like can you host we'll cook I'm like okay thank you easy <laughs> like thank you yeah easy I'm, I'm cooking some but obviously they're they're bringing a lot but i mean there weren't many traditions like that i would say the the, the thing that i love is having the ham pandasol and cheese every <laughs> uh christmas morning would be the thing uh, but I mean, for real though, and and just being chill on Christmas morning is always a, a big thing for me because we it wasn't a big deal. I I would just wake up and the, the the rush. I mean, my parents or my dad before when I was younger would make videos, yeah, uh, like Santa Claus to try to make me keep believing in the magic. And oh, he was really cool. damn good at doing time lapse videos and stop motion videos. Yeah, the with his I, eight millimeter camera. There was uh, <laughs> I mean, Santa is real, and there was one time that my dad. I remember he the night before, he's like, let's go outside and throw carrots all over the snow. I was like, okay. And at the time we were living in Chicago, I remember this vividly. I don't remember a lot from my childhood, from like certain age groups, because I, my memory's mm-hmm. shit. But I remember going outside with a bag of like baby carrots, and he's like, only throw a few. And I was like, okay. And I threw the whole bag all over the yard. And then the next morning I went out, and I looked, and I was like, there's no carrots anywhere. And I guess like... I wasn't critical thinking and being like, but there's footsteps everywhere. And I was like, wow, my poor dad went and just picked up baby carrots in the middle of the night. Just haul them out of the snow. Don't do all of them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's like, they only need a few. I was like, they need all of them. They are very hungry reindeer. Thank you so much. They fly around the world. Come on, dad. Yeah. No, my, my, my dad, especially my uncle too, 
they would do so many different camera tricks to make things appear and disappear. So, like, my dad would do stop motion with all the different things on the fireplace and would make them move out of the way oh. as if Santa was coming down the chimney. And then gifts would start appearing and then all of a sudden start stacking up under the tree and it was all stop motion. That's pretty and smart. Were, and there were a couple things where he tied strings to, like, a fire truck and everything, but it was the color of the string to match the carpet. So it made it really smart. easy to hide and would pull and have the fire truck just moving and everything too. Like did you, you got tricky. Did you put out milk and cookies every year? Oh yeah. Did you ever do any like special cookies or different? That makes it sound like I'm talking about weed cookies, but I'm not. <laughs> I mean, like I'm I remember sure in Colorado, some kid was doing that. <laughs> I remember like one year, my dad's like, I think Santa would want these this year, and I was like, okay. And we were at the grocery store and we bought like double stuffed Oreos, <laughs> and I was like. Santa's getting double stuffed Oreos and milk. And yeah, then... I don't really recall the type of cookies, but there was always cookies. Yeah. And it's... and sometimes carrots. Mm-hmm. From stuff like either for, the... for him to have a nice healthy snack or for the reindeer. Yeah. Where okay. all this went, who knows? For the most part, probably ate it all. I think I left Santa a beer once, too. <laughs> I think <laughs> so. Awesome. I think so. So on my menu, for the menu for what my parents are bringing, I'm, I'm very excited to eat tomorrow night. Uh, so we're going to have Lumpia Shanghai. Mm. <laughs> My parents already made mm. that. They wrapped it. My dad. So this is what's funny. Innov- some people do not like innovation when it comes to like ethnic foods and everything. So like, no, you got to do this the old way. It's like, hey, you really don't. He developed a piping bag to squeeze <laughs> out the, the inside for Lumpia Shanghai. <laughs> so he's not having to like form it with the fingers because that's what you have to do because there's uh-huh. Lumpia Shanghai for those that don't know the difference between Lumpia and Lumpia Shanghai Lumpia Shanghai is just meat and, and like carrot filling yeah it's like a, I, I call things. it meat sticks because I'm yeah. uncultured They're thin and crispy and you have to adjust it all with your fingers well he just piped he used a piping bag that's so <laughs> smart and it's like just get him to, it's like a process and everything I so feel like the white guy figure that out i feel like uh, my parents and your parents need to meet and then our probably. food life would be so much better oh probably <laughs> um and that's let's see a seafood soup that my dad's gonna make yum uh, my mom's making pancit yum uh then we're gonna have some brussels sprouts and i'm making uh i'm smoking some pork chops you love smoking foods now oh yeah smoke some pork chops and then also smoking some cream cheese which is gonna be fantastic what oh, is dude like, I like cream cheese deep fried and all that stuff. And, like, I'm not giving you a dirty look like you're disgusting. I'm giving you a dirty but look you're like, intrigued. how does that work? So you put in, like, your seasoning or your rub of choice on top of the cream cheese. And then you put it out in the smoker for, like, an hour. And so that cream cheese is going to suck in all that smokiness. And then you use, like, a pretzel thin or a pita chip or something like that to dip in the cream cheese. That is nice, warm, and gooey. And then a warm cream cheese dip. How does it not just turn into straight liquid, though? Because you're, when you smoke, it's low temperature. It's like 225 degrees. Oh, so it just turns slowly into mush kind of thing. No, like, no, not... it's still it's still a block. Oh, really? Like, if I take you, a you block of Philly... on it? I have, but I just thought, like, that was maybe in progress kind of thing. So, no, like, if I take product. a block of cream cheese and throw it on there, it'll remain in the block form. Yeah, well, you gotta put it on, like, aluminum foil. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna put it on the grates and have it just go... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no, no. Or one of those mats. Yes, yeah, it'll, yeah. Maintain it, it'll maintain its shape. Hmm. For sure. And it's delicious. I feel like when I move out and get my own place and all that, I'm just going to buy too many cooking things like smokers and like the sous vide that oh, you yeah. showed me. Well, you're just going to have to come visit and we'll cook. Deal. And I'll just take and, inventory and be like, yeah. I need this. I want this. I need this. I want this. 
And then I found a recipe on TikTok uh, for another appetizer I'm going to make. I'm going to make meat boats. <laughs> <laughs> What's your reaction? This is, what they, this is what he called it. It was a meat boat. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you, Does that go with your meat spin? Yes. <laughs> so, so it's also another thing I'm going to smoke. If I'm going to turn the smoker on, I need to use as much as I can, right? Mm-hmm. So you take sausage. I have bratwurst from Porter Road, nice and local. You slice that about half inch thick into slices. And then what you do is you take a slab of bacon, you cut that in half, and then you wrap the strip of bacon around the sausage and pin it with a toothpick where you have like a little bit of extra space between the, the top of the sausage and the edge of the bacon. Right, right. So it's like a funnel kind of. Yeah. And so okay. then what you do is you take a mixture of cream cheese, some shredded cheddar cheese and green chilies and you mix those together and then you stuff that into there. You put it on the smoker. I'd eat that. For about an hour and then you have bite-sized little poppers. I'd eat the hell out of that. Yeah. So I'm going to make those as well. Pictures, please. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to have lechiflon. Yum. And Christmas jello. And then my mom said a surprise dessert. What do you think it is? I have no idea. I have no idea because, I mean, it could be a fruit. It could be buku salad. It could be thumbprint cookies, which I intend to make thumbprint cookies if I have time because it's one of the favorites. What are those? It's like shortbread, and then you put a little bit of jam in the middle. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just melt in your mouth. Yeah. Just so damn good. I didn't know they were um, called that. Oh, because you use your thumb to push the hole into the... What you do, thumb it. What do I do? You thumb it. You, you just got to find it first, and then you thumb it. Gotcha. Just making then, sure. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I did attempt shortbread the other night, and the recipe I got was shit. Because it doubled the dry ingredients without the wet ingredients. And I was like, why is this dough so dry? And I went and looked at another recipe. I'm like, oh, because it told me to put a whole other cup of flour in it <laughs> that I was supposed to compared to the butter I put in. Like, this is shit. So I doubled the butter and then everything just melted a little bit. So the flavor is still there, the shortbread. But it's definitely not a crunch like you would get. It's not like when you get the red tin, when you get walkers. Yeah, yeah. Like those, oh, mwah. Shortbread. That's what I, I like. Think. Yes, yes. And then you yeah, use it as a sewing kit forever. Yes. Exactly. So that, and then I made uh, peppermint bark tonight for the first time, which is really super simple, but tastes so good and is so pretty because you just melt some chocolate, some white chocolate, and you top it, top it with peppermint, which is candy canes. I saw your uh, candy well canes. You, yeah. Yeah. And you put some peppermint extract into the chocolate to add to the flavor, but it just looks so pretty. Hmm. So, so there's that. I love baking. I love it. Dude, I, I promise you when I move on my own, will not be baking. I have, like, baking to me, if I fuck up one thing, the whole thing's destroyed. Is it science? Yeah, that's too much for me. Just let me, like, kind of burn something or kind of undercook it. Like, <laughs> let me do that to you instead of just giving you a cake that is mush. Oh, my can't. God. Well, well, folks, we appreciate you all so very much and we appreciate you demanding content from us as well because it makes us get together because we appreciate that you enjoy listening to us and our thoughts on things and always love your interaction and we're so thankful for you and following us and continuing to interact with us and that's what drives us is your interactions because we have made so many friends that so mm -hmm. many conversations because of you because of all of you that are listening that send us dms or that tweet at us uh that have been introduced to things or you introduce us to things we are just so super thankful for you and wishing you all a just tremendous holiday season and if we don't talk before the new year a great and, and blessed new year and hopeful great things for 2022 please dear god let it be a good year 
uh, for people. Uh, we just we, we need it. We need it so badly. And yeah, Matt, any any parting words for you for the, the end of the 2021? No, that was just super well spoken. Um, it'll be like I'm genuinely excited for the stadium series to meet a bunch of our listeners and our friends like for the first time, because you've seen probably 99% of the people that we're going to end up hanging out with over those couple days, but right. I've never seen them outside of like a Zoom call, Twitter DMs, messaging, right. like things like that. So I'm really excited for that. Um, I didn't think that when me and you started this podcast, well, not this one, but when we got asked to do the other one, that it would lead to this podcast which I'm very thankful for over the holiday season. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I hope everyone has like a wonderful Christmas, a wonderful holiday season, a wonderful whatever you celebrate. Just enjoy it. Take a day and enjoy it. Spend time with loved ones. Give give us a call if you want to hang out over Christmas too or a message. Like, if, I know that like the Christmas season can be tough for a lot of people, but just don't be afraid to reach out if you need like a hi or a how you doing kind of thing. We're, we're always here to chat. And uh, eat a lot of good food. Go do that and just have a good time. Absolutely. Well, for Mr. Matt Best. Good job. This is Justin Bradford. Make sure you follow him at Best of Matt. I'm at Justin B. Bradford and Triple P Podcast underscore. All on Twitter. Interact with us. Tell us what you want to hear us talk about. And make sure tell us your Christmas traditions, your Eve day whatever or your holiday traditions as well throughout the, the season uh we we did not get to celebrate hanukkah with you so if you celebrate hanukkah we'd love to know what your traditions are as well too because we just love to read those and and get to know you a little bit more so thanks so much and we'll talk to you next time bye bye, bye.